Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. Hey folks, Amy Perlman here. I'm a urologist and I specialize in men's health, sexual health, and transgender care. And we are flipping the script right now. I am going to interview Mark Goldberg, who is a sex therapist and counselor. And we're going to talk about a variety of different topics. So let's get into it. We're going to get started. Jump it right in. You talk a lot about performance anxiety. How do people build confidence going into not even just a Friday night, but like a wedding day or a honeymoon? What are tangible ways they can prepare? So this is a a huge question, Amy. This is like a really <laughs> it's a big thing. So I want to I want to I want to first, you know, recognize and acknowledge that I think people's expectations do kind of get pointed towards these big moments, what seems like um, you know, a break in the action from the rest of life because life is so busy. There's so much going on. But we'll finally connect when we have some downtime. But I want to like just remind everybody that that also means for many people that you're going to have family obligations, your children may be off of school, and all the good thoughts that you have, you know, may not come to fruition quite in the way that you expect. So one of the big things I think that goes on for people that actually leads to some of that performance anxiety is the ramping up of expectations that you know they've been delaying um, sexual um, interactions. They've kind of pushed that off for a while. It'll be amazing when we get there. But when the time comes, the expectations are really high. The atmosphere is not as um, ideal or optimal as people were hoping for. And I think that can lead to an environment that feels really pressuring. I know that with um, un, you know couples that I work with, there's you know what I call like the the thought bubble above each person's head, where you know, they have all these great thoughts, but they're kind of waiting for the other person to make that first move. Um, and when it doesn't happen, they feel a tremendous amount of disappointment. And a lot of that has to do with the buildup and waiting and anticipating. Um, and then when they think their partner isn't really there on the other side, it does become really disappointing. All that being said, there are a number of things that people can do, I think, to help take the performance anxiety down. One of them is communicate with your partner. If if you're going to be with a partner that is your long-term partner, partner that you're with, that you're living with, talk about it. Talk about what you're hoping for. Talk about what the expectations are. Even if you hit some of that disappointment now, at least you can start to get your expectations in line and you can set yourself up for a much more realistic experience. I think that's really, really a, a key important part to helping to start taking some of the performance anxiety down. Number two is to talk about what are the expectations of the experience? We haven't done this in a while, or we've been building up to this. What do you want? What do I want? Getting some of that clarity ahead of time, I think, can really help to take the pressure down off of you know these, these engagements and interactions that are aimed for or meant to happen during downtime or holiday time. So what I'm hearing is that we need to lower expectations, but not to look at that as a bad thing. It is okay if we lower the expectations and maybe that's a good thing. 
Yeah, and I think that's a great point. I don't when I when I say lower the expectations, I don't mean to lower the bar <laughs> to an unacceptable place, but I think it's to recognize that we raise our expectations in that period where we're not really as engaged as we want to be. The more we push it off and delay, the more fantastical things become in our eyes. We feel the pressure to try to hit this high bar when really we're really okay at a much lower point. And a lot of times, you know, sexual interactions are have to, they have to be good enough to make it really great. Right? It doesn't have to be amazing for it to be really great. It will be great just as it develops. Um, but sometimes we come with too high of an expectation. And then we get very reactive when things don't go on script. We spend so much time thinking about how it's going to go that we can't really just be there, allow things to naturally flow. And then sometimes we become our own worst enemies when things go off script, when we don't um, get that initial, um, lubrication and we don't get that initial erection. Like we begin to put that pressure on ourselves because we're holding such high expectations of how exactly the experience is going to go. So not to lower the bar too far, but to recognize that we can't let our expectations get too far out of control. When we think about these big moments, you know, as you you talk a lot in your podcast about this performance anxiety component, and we focus so much on that performance anxiety as it relates to men and their performance. Can it also happen with women? Does performance anxiety also happen with females? So the answer is absolutely. Um, it can happen with females. I, I think that there is a, a bit of a different experience, though. Um, performance anxiety for men oftentimes manifests as erectile dysfunction. It's very hard to hide from that performance anxiety. Um, for, for women, um, I think in many instances, certainly with the assistance of a lubrication, um, they can be experiencing performance anxiety that is uh, impacting or inhibiting the experience. Um, it can really get in the way of pleasure. It can get in the way of orgasm. Um, at the same time, in in from many aspects, they can still engage in partnered sexual activity. Um, a lot of times there's nothing noticeable about like the impact of that experience. So I think that you know, performance anxiety applies, you know, certainly to any and all people. I think the manifestations though are different between men and women. Yeah. And I wonder if we need to like broaden our what we think about when it comes to performance anxiety. And maybe not even focus so much on like the function, but the pleasure and how that anxiety of like wanting so bad to reach climax that that can prevent, you know, anyone from reaching climax. And a lot of times the performance anxiety is, you know, certainly for women is, you know, with heterosexual partners is to have a particular reaction. Uh, to become audible, to respond in a certain type of way. Uh, but paradoxically, that really takes away from the experience because they're looking to produce a particular outcome instead of getting lost in the moment. Of course, from a function standpoint, it's hard to see that. But from, from an internal felt experience and from a pleasure and orgasm standpoint, that certainly can be lacking with performance anxiety. Let's talk about some ways that people can combat performance anxiety. So ones that come to mind would be using products like, you know, vibrators or, you know, masturbators like this or constriction bands like this, where you don't have to rely on the penis to function perfectly for a sexual encounter. So the use of sex toys and tools can be absolutely beneficial for those to help build confidence and not even just build confidence to getting the erection, but build confidence that two people can really pleasure each other. 
what are some tangible tips that you can give to people to help build confidence as they're trying to work through their performance anxiety? So this also is a, it's a very big question. It's a very big question. And and obviously it's going to vary from person to person, but big picture. So you mentioned um, some of the tools, the aids, the devices to be able to facilitate partner pleasure. So performance anxiety comes in a number of different um comes in a number of different avenues. There's different manifestations of performance anxiety. Some of it is partner-based. Some of it is a fear of not showing up, a fear of the partner being disappointed. And I think that's that's a, a great uh, additional piece. So one is like for men to be educated and understand that penis, certainly for a female partner, is not the end-all be-all. Um, there's, you know, many other, um, aspects to female sexual pleasure that don't involve the penis and, and, you know, utilizing some of those toys could make a big difference. I think those are some, that, that's something that could help to take down, um, performance anxiety that's stemming from fear of partner reaction. There are, however, um, you know, a subset of men who have performance anxiety that's much more focused on themselves and they really, um, do not like the feeling of not performing. They don't, they, they, they find that to be very anxiety provoking. They don't like how it makes them feel. Um, and that is a different type of anxiety that what I've seen in my work is not really relieved by pleasuring the partner. Uh, sometimes it can even make it worse um, because they feel like it's second rate. And again, it's not about the partner's pleasure and it's not about the partner's reaction as much as it is how they feel. So that is much more of, of an individual, much more of an internal experience. Um, that's a lot harder to treat on the fly. That's a lot harder to address in the moment. I think a lot of that stems from self-worth, confidence, um, you know, certain constructs that men develop about definitions of masculinity and whatnot. And I think all that leads to performance anxiety in the moment. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because we we try to tease out all the time, especially in urology, is it a mental health component or is it a physical component? And it's really all the same, right? And so for a lot of these young guys who come in, my go-to, I mean, we talk about sex therapy, we talk about a lot of things that you do, but I'm putting a lot of these guys on Cialis and, and I tell them you might not need or want to be on this medication, you know, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But I'm using a medication in so many ways to build confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think that can come off as strange or weird, but it's been so game changing for so many young people because then the erection becomes a non-issue. I love taking people off medication. I love putting people on medications like Cialis though. <laughs> yeah. So, so. I'm also a, a, um, I'm definitely supportive of that approach because I think breaking the anxiety loop is a really important piece. Um, the one the one piece I would add to that, though, is what I have found is one of the things I think that helps men with performance anxiety is understanding what is causing their ED, having a much cleaner picture of that. So one of the things that I recommend to any person who's experiencing ED is to track what's happening. Because as you know, Dr. Perlman, when, when, when a man comes in and says, I have erectile dysfunction, like that could mean so many different things. That could mean it's not gaining an erection. He's losing his erection. It's not as rigid as it was before. We want to know when is it happening? Where is it happening? So some men come in and they it's it's only at point of penetration with a partner. Other men come in and they can't get an erection at all. Each of these situations means something else. So 
I think for for what I found is that for a lot of men, what begins to actually take the pressure off is by knowing where things are going wrong, you also get to know where things are going right. And that makes focusing in on addressing where the problem is a whole lot easier. One of the features of anxiety is catastrophic thinking. And when men first experience erectile dysfunction, it gets pretty catastrophic in many men's minds and it becomes all or nothing very quickly. I'll never have a partner. I'll never be able to satisfy a partner. And the the actual experience of erectile dysfunction may be very situational under very specific conditions, but because it happened once or it happened a couple times in that situation, men have, they start to like blow it up into something much bigger than it is. And that catastrophic thinking can lead to like a compounding performance anxiety. So one of the things that I advise and anybody that I work with, like tracking, we want to know where is this happening? When is it happening? How often is it happening? Is it happening all the time? Because the answer is almost always, it's not across the board. Because if it is, they need to see Dr. Perlman right away. <laughs> if it isn't, right, that's where the nuance and the complexity starts to come in. Because even with some medical conditions, the mind and the sexual inputs that are being received can be a difference maker. Some people who are, who are in various stages of diabetes, they still get some blood flow. With enough stimulation and, and decreased anxiety, they can get an erection. But if they're in a very, like, anxiety-filled situation, coupled with some physical physical issues, they may not get that erection. So the details really do matter for anybody who's having inconsistencies, um, you know, certainly from a psychogenic, but also could be from a medical. So I encourage men to track because that's going to help kind of develop a much clearer picture. And what I'm hearing you say is that men have incredible control over their bodies and it starts with education and understanding their body so they know what they can control. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And they can also know what they're not feeling like they're in control of. But a lot of times that does come down to anxiety or performance anxiety or fear of hurting a partner. I mean, there's so many things where it could be, but it's so hard to sort all of that out if I'm just having erectile dysfunction. <laughs> there's there's a million and one potential causes, but the tracking really helps to gain clarity. And I think clarity is a big piece of empowerment. And that is a big tool in starting to help decrease anxiety. Awesome. So if you're watching this and you're waiting for an appointment to see a sex therapist or you're in the process, this is something that you can do in real time so that you're not just twiddling your thumbs waiting for an appointment. You can still make progress while you're waiting for an appointment. And and it's so important also because in so many situations, certainly when men go to see a urologist, they don't have a lot of time. They really don't. And the urologist has to ask a lot of questions because there's a whole kinds, all kinds of medical issues that could potentially be in play. When you can show up at the urologist and say, here's what happened in my last four experiences. This is when things are, are you know, not going well for me. That is going to help, you know, really kind of make your treatment targeted so that, you know, urologists might hear, oh, okay, it seems to be happening in these settings. Maybe that's something you want to look at. Or let's talk a little bit more about performance anxiety as opposed to, well, you know, by the time we get to nine minutes and 30 seconds and we have to start wrapping up that appointment, here's a script for Viagra or Cialis that's really going to help make that treatment a lot more targeted. I think it's going to give the patient a sense of empowerment. It's going to give them a sense that they're getting good direct information because they supplied good direct information. 
Amazing, Mark. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.